Stand by while NCLA cuts through the noise to signal abuse of administrative power. This is Administrative Static with Mark Chenoweth and John Vecchione. Well, Mark, both of us are going to be gone for New Year's, so uh, we have some uh, past presentations that I think the listeners are going to want to hear. What are those? That's right, Vec. We're going to uh, have uh, the Times with Clegg Ivey joined us this past year talking about the King George III Award. Uh, So you'll be able to hear about Anthony Fauci, who's now leaving the government because he won the King George III Award. Be thinking about who you want to nominate this year. Who do you want to retire next from the federal government? Welcome back to Administrative Static. We are pleased to have one of our colleagues uh, join with us uh, today. Uh, is our Director of Engagement at the New Civil Liberties Alliance, Clegg Ivey. Clegg, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to be here, Mark. Uh, yeah, the King George III Prize, uh, I feel like, even more so than last year, uh, these runaway regulators and God-complex governors were all vying to make the tournaments uh, and honestly, the pandemic was a big player here. Um, half of the uh, individuals uh, who made the bracket this year, made the, our 32 uh, tournament uh, members, were pandemic-related abuses of civil liberties. Wow. So, so the tournament got underway this week, and, and there, are, uh, there are 32 contenders uh, in, in this bracket, if I, uh, if I understand correctly. Uh, so maybe I'll start uh, with finding out, is there, is there anybody who just missed the bracket? Is there, are there some, like, some disappointed <laughs> bureaucrats out there who, uh, who maybe could have been uh, up for the prize of worst violator, but, uh, but maybe got uh, you know, just left out? Oh, you know, I, I, I think you have, to, you have to look at the city of Coral Gables uh, with, their, uh, with their automated license plate reader scheme to spy on their residents. Uh, you know, they just got nixed out. We've got the city of Marco Island. They have right. the same scheme and it just came down to the fact that they're Marco, newer, right? Yeah, they're newer. They're <laughs> the, that, that new kid on the block, that new city. Uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, that's one that I think uh, we could easily have seen them. Uh, absolutely. Terrific. Well, tell me, tell me about some of the matchups that you see here in the, in the first week and, and maybe explain to our listeners how they can participate in this contest and how they can help decide who advances uh, to the next uh, the next round. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, well, first of all, there are 32 uh, individuals uh, from Anthony Fauci to uh, of the NIH. To, oh, he's got to be a one seed. <laughs> he is the he's the number one seed. Okay, that's right, right. That's right. A favorite. Uh, a favorite. Uh, favorite in the clubhouse. And of these 32, this the first round of the tournament. It's uh, we're it's going on right now, and so each of these people is going to be uh, in a head to head matchup. So Anthony Fauci is going up against Tom Vilsack the secretary of the USDA. Um, and there are other matchups like Gavin Newsom and uh, Daniel McKee, two governors that are going head to head in round one. And you can go to our uh, we, website. We were just talking about uh, Governor McKee in Rhode Island and some of the uh, ludicrousness that he was uh, responsible for with Dr. Scully. So we'll see if we'll see if that leads to him winning that first round matchup against uh, the governor of California is a, is a formidable opponent, though. Well, I think the governor of California is going to have the uh, more public uh, knowledge on on uh, on his side. More people know about his uh, his villainy. Uh, but boy, let me tell you that Rhode Island situation with Do- uh, Dr. Scully, um, epic. 
uh, and 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 inexcusable. Uh, but you've gotten a lot of first round matchups that I think are interesting. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC, the uh, our viewers, our listeners will be no she's no stranger to them. Uh, going head to head with the board of the National Labor Relations Board, the NLRB. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's 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 a that's an unfortunate first round matchup. Honestly, I hate the fact that only one of them can advance to the next round. Well, there are there are no doubt multiple people who deserve to win, uh, just <laughs> as there are every year. Uh, some some folks have uh, have really put their time and energy into violating people's civil liberties uh, this year, uh, particularly as you say during the pandemic. We see several of the several of the of the nominees here. Uh, were involved with vaccine mandates, for example. Oh, absolutely. The, the just just the vaccine mandate issue alone. You're talking about Fauci and Walensky. We already mentioned Jakita Brooks Lashore of CMS. That's the mandate that sneaked past SCOTUS review. Uh, you've got uh, Douglas Parker at OSHA, uh, Xavier Becerra HHS, um, the Safer Federal Workforce Task Force, whatever that is. A, co- a little a little uh, you know star chamber. Of uh, a sounds like a Frankenstein monster of a bureaucratic agency to me. Oh, it is. It's just a. It's just a group of of of, of uh, you know uh, petty pandemic pull pots. There you go. Uh, somebody uh, somebody uh, trademark. Wow, that, that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that rolls off the tongue. But we want people to you know we want people to come to our website uh, at ncla uh, you know uh, nclalegal.org slash king dash george dash the third. Um, now is that a number three or is that like three I-I-I, I-I-I, yeah. I-I-I. Okay, I-I-I. so, so nclalegal.org uh, slash king hyphen george hyphen iii yeah that's right all right that's right and 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 it's also on our twitter and linkedin all of our social media you can get links to it um, or you can just search on the website you can for search, king george yeah. the third right and exactly that, bring it up too. exactly and, and you guys get to vote uh we've got these matchups here if you decide you want rick spinrad at the at u.s fisheries to beat the chairman of the CPSC, Alexander Hohn-Sarek, you can vote. You can make that vote. If you think Pete Buttigieg uh, should beat the Safer Federal Workforce Task Force, for instance, that's a that's a tough first round matchup because we don't really think of the the Safer Federal Workforce folks, and that was our federal contractor mandate, right? We don't really think of them as as individuals, and we all know who Pete Buttigieg was. Uh, and of course, the first thing he did when he came into office was roll back the due process. I thought the first thing he did when he came back into office was to go on paternity leave. He did, in fact, oh, okay. he called it in. He called it in from <laughs> uh, from paternity leave. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, right before he left, he rolled back civil liberty protections that we had established over the last uh, of, of the previous four years. And uh, and so that's a that's another tough first round matchup. And you guys should help us decide who makes it on to the next round. We're going to be doing this, Mark, for the next uh, four or five weeks, uh, one round each week. Terrific. Terrific. And uh, so tell me, do you have any are any dark horse candidates who you think uh, maybe folks don't know about? We, we talked about Governor McKee. Is there anybody else who jumps out at you as, as maybe somebody who did something really egregious, but maybe people don't know as much about it yet? Because that's part of the point of this prize, right, is to is to shine the spotlight on people who did really bad things and maybe didn't get enough publicity for it. Well, I'm not sure about the publicity part. It's Janet Yellen over at Treasury, I hope our listeners are familiar with the attempt by the federal government to ban uh, tax cuts, to force the the states to actually, uh, if they're going to accept this money, they cannot lower taxes. That's a ridiculous irrigation of power by the federal government. Um, and and, And I think people don't realize that uh, that Janet Yellen needs to be, uh, you know, she needs to be uh, held accountable for the fact that the Treasury is still trying, uh, is still trying to use these unconstitutional conditions on spending 
in order to allow the federal government to control what happens in the, in, in the states. As uh, as U.S. citizens, you know, we are citizens of states first, and the federal government uh, a distant second. Boy, as I look at the region that she's in, uh, Janet Yellen up against Gary Gensler, from chairman of the SEC in the first round. And she's also in there with Lena Khan from chairman of the Federal uh, Trade Commission. And then uh, in the other part of that bracket, you have uh, Governor Murphy, who we've been uh, castigating earlier in the program, Bill de Blasio, the New York City mayor, who was one of the worst offenders on lockdowns and mandates and so forth. And you mentioned uh, Jaquita Brooks Lashure. That's that that might be the uh, that might be the the East uh, <laughs> bracket this year. I mean, that's a that's a tough one. A lot of lot of uh, would be champions there. And I and I think you have to you have to realize that somebody like Janet Yellen, the state tax cut ban. Uh, is is not it, people aren't as passionate uh, about it as I think they should be, and I don't think it's associated with an individual the way that you know Phil Murphy or Bill De Blasio or even uh, Muriel Bowser, the D.C. mayor. You know, a lot of their policies are really associated with them personally, um, and I think part of what we need to do is, is is let folks know that it's not the SEC or. Uh, or it's not treasury. And, and just to be clear, that's he's not the chairman of the Southeast Conference. <laughs> he, th- this is the Securities and Exchange Commission. Yeah, the Southeast Conference has their own problems. We could talk about that on a different show. But, but they're yeah, not governmental. They're so, not governmental. Yeah. It's the Sur- Securities and Exchange Commission, of course. Uh, and uh, if we could do three or four shows just on what the Securities and Exchange Commission has done uh, this year. So don't get me started on that. But that's a tough, yeah, that's a tough bracket. You know, don't uh, don't assume that Anthony Fauci and Rochelle Walensky are number one and number two seeds. Uh, don't assume they're going to make it all the way through. I mean, there could be an upset in here somewhere. That would be an upset if they didn't, though. Those are those are some pretty uh, pretty hideous violators of civil liberties this year. And, and in the case of, of Anthony Fauci, not only has he been uh, has he been violating the civil liberties of people, he's been going after cats and dogs. I mean, I don't know if you've been following this, but it, <laughs> the NIH has been funding horrible research against beagles in Tunisia where they were cutting their vocal cords and then letting their faces be eaten by fleas or something like that. It's just a horrible, horrible uh, man who's been responsible for this uh, this grotesque research. But I, I wanted to clarify maybe uh, uh, a couple of, of other uh, names in the bracket. So we have uh, Samuel Stanley, president of Michigan State University. Uh, so the Spartans are in the bracket, uh, as they often are. <laughs> as they often uh, but, are. Right. Uh, but this does not. Uh, this this doesn't have anything to do with uh, the basketball team. Likewise, Gregory Washington, the president of George Mason University, another uh, another uh, a frequent uh, appearance, uh, another school that frequent frequently appears in the bracket. Uh, but again, uh, this isn't basketball related. This is because President Washington and and President uh, Stanley were uh, were behind vaccine mandates at their respective campuses. That, that's right. Yeah, those vaccine mandates uh, were particularly nefarious because they were so arbitrary and so capricious. I mean, if you know anything about these mandates, you know that uh, certain uh, any vaccine would satisfy the mandate, even if it was something crazy like the Sinovac, the Sinovac virus, which honestly, I think you're better off with just a, a throwing a dart at a dartboard and deciding what, you know which way to walk, which side of the street to walk on than taking that virus. And yet that would satisfy the mandate, but not natural immunity, which science has established for, you know, decades uh, is, uh, it, you know, is a sufficient protection or at least as good as some of these things. And and and, and it was just these, these university uh, presidents, they are uh, the worst at using their power to affect people. We're, we're running out of time. So I wanted to con- get you to comment on one other uh, person in the bracket, which is literally no one at the FDA. What's that all about? <laughs> well, uh, in the middle of a pandemic, Mark, our, uh, our, our, our president uh, comes into office and does not appoint, uh, does not appoint anyone to run FDA 
for a year. Yeah, that's crazy. That's I mean, crazy. Well, as uh, as Plague said, there's lots of good candidates here uh, in the bracket. Uh, go to the website, nclalegal.org, slash p-org, i-i-i, and tell us who you think should advance for the next round. We'll be back with more on administrative static right after this. Stand by while NCLA cuts through the noise to signal abuse of administrative power. This is Administrative Static with Mark Chenoweth and John Vecchione. Welcome back to Administrative Static. Mark Chenoweth and John Vecchioni here, and, and we have invited a Clegg Ivy, uh, our colleague here, who is the Director of Engagement at NCLA, back uh, to the program to update us on the progress of the King George III Prize for the Worst Violator of Civil Liberties. Welcome back to Administrative Static, Clegg. Oh, it's great to be here, Mark. Great to be here. And the King George III uh, Prize, the tournament, our March Madness style. Uh, the Madness of King George. <laughs> the Madness of King George, indeed. Uh, we're moving into the second round, uh, and I think you, you really got to get to the website and, and check it out. Uh, over a 1,000 votes have been cast for various candidates, various nominees, engagement, like on our – we're posting on social media, and we're hitting two to five times the normal amount of interest. I think partially because we're using memes um, to uh, to sort of poke fun at these folks, and also partially because people are really interested uh, to make sure that their favorite abuser of civil liberties or least favorite, if, if you want to think of it that yeah. way, survives uh, and advances. Indeed, indeed. So, so the field has been cropped from 32 to 16. Is that is that am, am I right in that's, terms of the timing here? That's correct. That's correct. This is the sour 16 that we are now going with. Uh, and no surprises, Anthony Fauci and Rochelle Walensky are still alive and mm-hmm. well. They dominated the competition. Um, other folks that we we fully expected to advance, Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, uh, a very strong contender. Uh, and I well, think let me ask you this. Is there anybody who dropped out after the the round of 32 that you were surprised? Somebody that you thought might last a little longer? Well, I think maybe this was a seating issue. But, you know, last year in last year's contest, the National Labor Relations Board did very well. And they got eliminated in the first round uh, this year. Uh partially as a result of going up against uh, Walensky and the CDC. That's a, that is a tough first round matchup. That was a bad draw for them. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, we hope not to see them in the tournament of the future, honestly, but uh, something tells me we might. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be a blue blood. I'm afraid when it comes to, uh, to tournament participation over at the NLRB. I think we also expected uh, either the president of GMU, uh, George Washington, uh, or the uh, the president Greg, Gregory Washington. Uh, I'm sorry, Greg George Washington. Greg, <laughs> Gregory Washington. That's right. Uh, or the MSU president uh, Samuel L. Stanley. We expected one of those presidents to uh, advance, and both were eliminated um, in 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 Stanley's case by uh, Xavier Becerra, Secretary of uh, Health and Human Services, um, and in Washington's case by Scott Brabrand, uh, the superintendent for the Fairfax County Public Schools. Oh, that was a that was a Virginia on Virginia like uh, local matchup there, huh? <laughs> I, Yes, and I think there are just more parents uh, upset about what's happening in Fairfax County Public Schools than there are uh, parents and staff 
uh, over there at, uh, you know, at GMU. And yeah. I think that was a, that we, we saw... maybe a good dark horse candidate here to, uh, to sort of, uh, advance beyond his seat, if you will. Well, here's the thing. Brabrand is going to go up against Merrick Garland. And you would think that a Fairfax County, uh, public school superintendent would have no chance against the AG. But I, I think this is a dark horse candidate. Now what's going to happen when Brabrand goes up against Fauci in the next round. Mm, yeah. That's, that's a, he does not have a good path to the final four. That is a buzzsaw matchup, Mark. <laughs> uh, interesting things. Folks have got to go. You got to go to our website, check out our social media. And what is that? It's yeah, it's, it's nclalegal.org slash King uh, hyphen George hyphen III. But you know what I sometimes do? I just Google NCLA King George and we are the first result that comes up. Oh, good. Okay. Yes. So that's easy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, thank, thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. Right. Um, and and I'm just going to tease some things. I'm not going to say who advanced to the second round, but we had a battle of the governors. It was Phil Murphy and Daniel McKee, and that was a lot closer. Ooh, New Jersey versus Rhode Island. That's right. A lot closer than you might think. A okay. lot closer than you might think. Uh, another potential so, upset. So people have to go to the website to find out who who advanced between those two. You have to go to the website to find right. out. It'll, you'll see our bracket. You'll see them advance. Sorry, um, folks. I, we don't like to tease you like this, but uh, this is the way Clegg rolls. Apparently, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm 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 impish, um, uh, and and uh, you know sometimes the tournament shows us a, a, a you know a, a team or nominee that has really no business in any other year. Uh, uh, but they're scrappy. On. They're scrappy, and this year that nominee is is uh it, it is the uh, occupational uh you know uh, safety and health administrator or administrator. administrator. Yeah, administrator. It's it's OSHA. And uh, I got to tell you, OSHA had a bad draw. OSHA went up against Charles Reddick, the director of the IRS. Ooh, so OSHA is more hated than the IRS. Well, I guess this isn't most hated. OSHA violated more civil liberties than the than the, the IRS. IRS. That is that is quite a damning uh, thing to say about an agency. So the NCLA is is fighting against the IRS because they are trying to violate the Fourth Amendment uh, rights of, uh, of of crypto. Cryptocurrency holders, Cryptocurrency yeah. holders, uh, you know, but just, and we've seen this, we saw this in Canada too, this kind of financial um, uh, sort of blackmail by the government. Yeah, cutting people off financially if you e- can. Exactly. And the first step of that is to figure out who has accounts where, who ha- who holds crypto at which, uh, in, in, you know, uh, which sort of accounts. Uh, and and then you can put pressure on those those accounts, on the, on the crypto wallets, yeah. et cetera. On the brokers. On the brokers, exactly. Or brokerages, maybe it's the better word. Yeah, it's still kind of a new yeah, but and most people are kind of familiar with the fact that you have crypto and it's it's decentralized, but there is some entity that you've got your crypto through, and that's where the government can really you know press the advantage. But they got eliminated in the round of thirty two. It's uh, I it's, it's OSHA is the one. I was shocked. I was many, shocked, uh, but OSHA too beat, many jabs versus jobs problems for OSHA. Yeah, yeah, OSHA is and and any other year, no chance, no chance. But this year. Uh, OSHA advances, and uh, that that's a pretty interesting uh, situation. We we had several um, uh, people ask in their votes about uh, the new Supreme Court uh, nominee, Justice nominee Ketanji uh, Brown Jackson, and whether uh, that not new- to be confused with Jackson Brown. Well, you know, I, I find that Jackson Brown is a lot more comfortable, a kind of a mellow approach. I'd much rather have Jackson Brown probably on the Supreme Court, honestly, <laughs> uh, although possibly similar political stripes. Who knows? <laughs> but people are wondering, uh, you know, what this, uh, you know, what this nominee from the D.C. Circuit, you know, how, uh, you know, how she is going to vote on things like Chevron deference, our deference, the judicial deference doctrines. I don't think we can expect 
anything good coming out of the DC circuit in general, right? Well, I, uh, it, it's been a while since we've had something good come out of the of DC circuit. I mean, Clarence Thomas, I suppose, uh, he came out of the DC circuit. So it's always possible, but uh, I won't hold my breath. Uh, so what about uh, uh, what about any other uh, sort of matchup, juicy matchups in this next round as we cut from 16 uh, to 8? And is that, do people have essentially... When do they have to get their votes in for the 16 to 8 matchup? Is it by this coming Thursday? Or? That's right. That, well, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. go to the website by Wednesday if you want to have a voice in cutting from 16 to 8 in the next round uh, of the uh, King George the Third uh, tournament. But are there any matchups in particular we haven't talked about yet that uh, uh, that are uh, jumping out at you? I think so. So, you know, I think uh, it's, it's probably the case uh, that a really interesting matchup, and again, I'm not going to say which governor, but obviously one of these governors moved on, and they that governor is going to face off against Chiquita Brooks Lashure, the administrator for CMS. And 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 you know, that was one of that's one of the many vax mandate vaccine mandates that uh, NCLA has been fighting. And that is the CMS mandate is one that did survive uh review by the Supreme Court. Um, and I think if we'd asked Professor Philip Hamburger, he would say that perhaps the court uh, should have taken uh, another look uh at uh, unconstitutional conditions on spending. Um but uh, in the next round, that governor that survived the uh, uh, is, is going to have to uh, is going to have to face off against uh, Chiquita Brooks Lashure. Um, I think another um, interesting uh, mandate case is CPSC. Alexander uh, Hone Sarek, the chairman of the CPSC, is going to have to face off against the Safer Federal Workforce Task Force. Now, I think the CPSC which beat Pete Buttigieg in the first round. I, that was an upset to me. I thought uh, I thought Mayor Pete. Uh, roundly deserved uh, advancing uh, into the into the next round with all the civil liberties he's taken away in the administrative adjudication process at the Department of Transportation, uh, which we are suing over. But this just goes to show, folks, that your votes matter. So, you know, this is That's not right. uh, this is not uh, completely foreordained. I think several people thought Pete Buttigieg was taking the tournament off. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, maybe they just maybe they just thought right, he, was, right. he, he was taking a break. He didn't he didn't put in a full year. So right. maybe he didn't deserve, uh, you know, uh, advancement. Yeah. But that does mean that uh, that that uh, federal contractor uh, mandate issue is sort of up against, I think, what is a less, uh, you know, uh, a less visible uh, CPSC issue. So it's possible that uh, that the vac that vax mandate uh, problem is going to is going to work its way into the uh, into the, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, the the next round. Yeah, it may affect more people than uh, than the laws behind paywalls issue that CPSC uh, has going on. One, uh, I wanted to ask you about a trade though, because you know we don't see this uh, uh, really in in the in the college ranks, but but we had a trade happen the, uh, this past year where Rohit Chopra moved from uh, the FTC, where he was a walking disaster, uh, to the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, where I assume he's still a walking disaster. So. Uh, you know how is that? How is that fared? How did the how did the uh, FTC do without him? Where he left a bunch of zombie votes behind for them to continue casting for him, even though he left the agency. Uh, and now, you know, he, how is his new agency uh, faring? Well, it's a disaster on both fronts, Mark. Rohit uh, uh, Chopra advanced uh, over the president of JMU, uh, and so now Rohit Chopra at CFPB is going on to the next round. But and again, I I don't want to I don't want to give too much away. But one of the big uh, battles of the first round was Lena Khan, uh, who's at the FTC, oh, uh, you know, against Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C. Ooh, that, that, is that one people are going to have to go to the website to check out? That is one people are going to have to go to the website to check out. And again, in any other year, 
Lena Khan is not going to be is not going to have a chance against uh, Muriel Bowser. But this year, Khan, Khan, it's in part because Chopra left behind those those uh, those votes. Lena Khan has been able to really consolidate power. She rescinded the consumer welfare standard at the FTC. That's, I mean, you know, I was a I was an IP antitrust lawyer. Uh, as as early as the 1990s, and that was already old and dusty by yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, well established doctrine. Yeah, yeah she's uh, she definitely has an, an aggressive uh, agenda. She may be a, a repeat player in next year's uh, tournament uh, tournament as well. Uh, but uh, but thanks uh, thanks, Flag, for for joining us uh, uh, again, folks. NCLALegal.org uh, slash King hyphen George hyphen I I I to catch the Look for us on social media on Twitter. Getting updates from you down the road, Blake. Thanks for being with us. Thanks.